All right, let's go. All right, all right, all right, Tim. Now, listen, the coaching nowadays, they they do get a lot of money. Let's face it. I mean, four point, that's a lot of dough. It's been a bit of musical chairs, especially this year. It's been a musical chair. How about the guy in Florida? Andrew Burnett. He had 50 wins, was nominated for Coach of the Year, and was fired. He fired because he didn't go far in the playoffs. That's a, that's people that don't know what's going on. Now, he was a good coach. He'll go somewhere. Is that the owners getting more yes. involved than yes, the GMs absolutely. and stuff like that? Yeah. And, and how and, – and not and, – just with Florida, they're not going anywhere with Brabowski. He's making $10 million a year. He always dies in the playoffs. Yeah. And you're not going to be able to move him. Well, I, it's Good a luck to Paul Maurice. You got Paul Maurice. Paul, Paul Maurice. Well, they had a pretty good year, 52 years. That's a pretty good club. Maybe he'll go along a little farther. But anyhow, I, one thing I don't understand in hockey, and I don't understand a lot in hockey, and I'm sure a lot of people realize that, is that when I saw, you know, I always had a guy in front of the net, a, go, a guy in front. Of, I know we're going to go in the coaches a little bit, but I just, I thought, well, maybe, maybe they're right because the two defensemen usually go in and help. And, I said, and the winning goal the other night, two defensemen were going in the right corner and they looked back and there's a guy in front. That guy could have, there wasn't a guy within it. Yeah. Why, so, why do two guys go in and not one guy? Into the corners. You, I mean, you, you, I'm glad you asked that, Cindy, because you score from in front of the net. Unless you're Gretzky, you don't score behind the net. You score in front of the net. So if there's a defenseman in front of the net at all times, you, you can do something about it. But if two guys go in the corner, there's got to be some out. Right. So this, this is Sunday morning. So this was game five. Palat scored yeah. with about three minutes to go. Yeah, and he could have taken his time and, and picked his nose, as right, he, he was He was right in front. Yeah, he's um, all, all by himself. Now can, you, you, can you imagine if the Bruins, if there was someone standing in front with your Bruins like that? Holy you smokes, know, I the, couldn't even imagine it. The one thing I would have to, the one thing I'd have to work on, if I was, I'd have to go up the middle once in a while. But if that, if that, that's deadly, deadly. If it worked nine or the 10 times, but if that doesn't work the 10th time, the guy's all alone, guy step in there, yeah, bingo. Because you, I remember you were saying when you played, if you knew if you were, weren't in front of the net, or if you were going on the and Daryl Sly's side of the ice, you I knew, knew, I knew. you were in trouble. I knew, when I went when I knew very seldom I went over there, but if I was in the right hand corner, if I was over in the right hand side, I knew I was in trouble. When you have those two guys going in the corner, you better have some somebody coming in to help in front of the net. Okay, all right, Tim. We're going to talk about the coaches and uh, Barry Trotz is stepping away for a year. Barry Trotz. Remember, I said this will be hired halfway through the season. Right. I think he's just kind of waiting. He's wait. He's waiting until he's waiting for a good team. And um, so, let me ask you. He's, well, he's making four million a year, so he doesn't have to worry about money. Mm-hmm. You went from the Bruins, who were the second best. You know, you know, faced Montreal, but other than that, you were the best team outside of Montreal. And then, looking back, you went to Colorado, which was a rebuilding team. Yeah. Or you could have went to Philadelphia. That could, was a, you, those could, are the two the teams. I could have gone to Philadelphia. I could have gone to uh, the Flames. 
I could have gone to Toronto. I could have gone to a lot of places. places. But, but I remember was I remember sitting at the kitchen table. It was between Philadelphia, talking to you and mom, was between Philly and, Boston, and Colorado. Looking back, would you say to the coaches, it's better to go to a team that is on the, you know, uh, that's strong or go to a rebuilding team? Hmm. If you get a five-year, if you get a five-year contract, go to a, a rebuilding team, but a five-year contract. Right. And uh, a good team, though, you could take a three-year contract. It's not bad. And they don't, and if they're going to get rid of you, they'll give you, they'll pay you off for a couple of years. Four million. I mean, imagine that. I was the highest paid guy. Anyhow, let's go. Barry Trotz is stepping away. Yep. And, uh, but you, I, you think he'll be back? Oh, he'll that. be back. Some team will be in the shape and they'll, they'll pick him up. Luke Richardson is going to Chicago. Which is nice. Nice to see him finally get a shot. Yeah, finally get a shot. He looks good, too. Holy yeah, he smoke. looks like a coach. He looks like a coach. Looks like a movie star. The central casting of coaching, he looked like it. God, Tara's nice. When he played, he, he was that. You knew he was good. He never, he never did much, though, in uh, Montreal, though. He just stayed in the background, eh? Yeah, but maybe that's what he... Maybe. Well, yeah, he, he, he did pretty well with Montreal, and well, they, and they never gave him a shot. Yeah, I, I don't understand them not giving him a shot. Well, the other guys, Luke Richardson has gone to Chicago. Bruce Cassidy went to uh, to Vegas. I think Cassidy and, and Vegas, they should get along. Uh, Paul Maurice went to Florida. And again, you know, you feel that you, you, you and I were talking, Cindy, and we were just saying how Florida really is weird with coaches. You know what I mean? You, I, with Gallant, the way they handled him. We talked about that before. This guy, Andrew Burnett, he's 51 wins and caught for coach of the year, and he's gone. Yeah, and, Peter Bedorn went to uh, Dallas. Yeah. Uh, Woodcroft got an extension in Edmonton. That's pretty good. Like, yeah. he did pretty good. Austin Matthews, I, we're jumping around here, uh, won the MVP and Ted Lindsay Award. I, I, I like the Ted Lindsay Award I, because the players vote for that. I'll tell you how stupid, well, I shouldn't say stupid. Well, I, I will say stupid. I'll tell you, five guys never had Connor McDavid down the States. This is down the States. I never had Connor McDavid, and he's still leading. Yeah, they didn't have him on the ballot for... Didn't have him on the ballot. For MVP. Never even had him on the ballot. And he's leading the playoffs right now. He's the best player in the world. There's no doubt about it. He's the best player in the world. Now, but you and I have always said he gets lost in Edmonton. Well, I hate to say it, and the people of Edmonton might not like it, but when when you're in Edmonton, well, look at Drysdale. Yeah. So there's no question if you had a hockey team that you would want McDavid over uh, Matthews. Yeah, there's no... Listen... McDavid is the best hockey player in the world. There is no doubt about it. But Matthews got 50 goals, and he should have got the MVP, and he should have got the Ted Lindsay. But nobody could t- touch uh, Mc, uh, nobody could touch McDavid. Hey, Dad, you uh, you're telling him about the coaches being hired. You forgot my favorite coach. Oh yeah, Tortorella. He went to Philly, and he will be great in Philly. Philly's had a kind of eh, they've had kind of guys that kind of take it easy on them. But if they don't get a goaltender, I don't know how good a coach he is. I don't care who he is. If you don't have a goaltender, you're going, going nowhere. Lane Lambert, assistant coach, and uh, I think that's who. Um, I don't, did, the Islanders, yeah. Yeah, the Islanders. the Islanders now. So do you like that, Dad, where if a coach like Barry Trotz has been there for five years or how many years he was, and he leaves, and they move up the assistant coach? I don't know. I don't know whether I like that one or not. 
I like the what I like like what Harry did. I was coach of the year in the National in the American Hockey League, and I I don't know how I got the job at Boston. I turned it down, by the way, right off the bat. I was having a great time in Rochester, but I said, "You chicken, get up there, and, you know." Put I your- remember you said to Harry, "You said uh, I got to talk to Rose," which you should have. Yeah. You should have talked to Mom, and you Mom was the one that kind of said. Yeah, well, we gotta be, we gotta made here pretty good. And I says, yeah, but there's nothing like coaching. And what did you say, Tim? You mean I'm going to meet Bobby yeah, Orr? I finally get to meet Bobby Orr. <laughs> and then you said, yeah, so do I. <laughs> Just think of what a transition that'd be for our family. There you are, you know, in Rochester yeah. having a good time, and you First, up, uproot the whole family and get, get and move. And to they Boston. had gone to the finals before. Yeah, yeah. I I made so many mistakes, and I showed that I showed that I remember. I showed them losing, and Bobby Orr said, what do you have to show that again for? I thought, you know, inspire them and <laughs> defeated them. Anyhow, a lot of coaches uh, fired, a lot of coaches hired, and they make good dough right now. So, Dad, we, thought, let's, we, we talked about Austin Matthews and uh, went in the heart and the Ted Lindsay. And you, as you said, Ted Lindsay is the most important because it it's is the to players. Be. Players and, vote on it. And the heart trophy is the, the press, right? Yeah, Mr. Press, the press, vote, yeah, they, press and on. and we won't go to that. But yeah. go ahead. And then Kyle McCarr, who's in the playoffs right now, and he was pretty good. But he's the Norris Trophy winner. I remember, you know, I look out there and I, I look at those guys, and and he's a good hockey player. Don't get me wrong, but uh, I remember the very first time I saw Orr. I mean, I could, I did not like Orr because he was. A, I thought he was a forward playing defense, but the first time I saw him skate, I remember. I walk it in the Boston Gardens, and I and I go up to the the, the glass, and you know, and everybody, and all the team is there watching them Bruins practice. The, what happened was we were playing the Braves that night, Boston Braves that yeah, night. Yeah, you were coaching, or yeah. were you coaching or no, playing? No, I was Rochester. playing. I was playing. Playing in Rochester. And I look out, and there's Orr, and I just I just couldn't believe it the way he skated. I watched him coffee the other night. He he skated the same way, but he never went into the traffic. So it was the traffic. Bobby used to go, and I used to say to Bobby. Why do you go in and take the chances you take? Is that's the way I play, and that couldn't get him to couldn't couldn't get him to stop. Yeah, but Uncle Rich, your brother, he saw him before. He saw him when he was eighteen years old. He phoned me one day, and we were talking on, and he, I don't know what I was doing, and he said, "We there's a kid here." He says, "You won't believe him when you see him." He says, "But he's going to get it," and Pronovo got him. He used to leave his leg all the time. What do you mean he'd leave his leg? He'd get by the guy and he'd leave his leg out there. And Pronovo hit him up against the boards. And Uncle Rich called it right from the beginning. He called it right from the the day one. And and you know, I've got a picture of all the rookies with Richard involved and Bobby was there too. Bobby was so shy. I mean, he was really a shy guy. They say this, uh, Makar is the same way and uh, he, he doesn't try to take advantage of his of his uh, popularity or anything, and he seems to be a nice kid. But when I look at his stats, and I look at Bobby's stats, there's no comparison. So Dad, Igor Shizirkson from the New York Rangers, he won, wins the Vesna with the best save percentage and goals against and stuff. But, you know, I got it. we were talking, you know the one team I really felt sorry for this year going in the playoffs was Brenda Moore and the, and the Hurricanes because Freddie Anderson was yeah, having a career hurt. year, and he – and he gets injured what a week before, yeah, and that's it. And, and then they ended up playing their third. They would have been they would have been a, a tough team to play with him playing. 
He's one of the best goaltenders in the league. I don't think the Rangers would have got by. No, they never got by him if he had been it because that kid, that that kid uh, in that for them, he he won the he won that series for them. Right. So we go Mo Zider. He's a rookie defenseman for the for Red Detroit, Wings. yeah, and um, won the rookie of the year. Rookie of the year, I guess uh, Stevie Eiser knows what he's doing. Yeah, again, talking about East and West, that Trevor Zargas, I thought for sure he was going to win that. Yeah, Remember I, all the goals, flipping the goals, and Lemery was getting the puck and doing the lacrosse goal and everything? Yeah. And again, I think that just goes to show you, if you're in the East and the press see you, you're going to get a well, lot more voice see, yeah. because the, the, most of the press, the late games, and you're watching Anaheim, and you yeah, you, go, you watch the first period, and that's it. You're nuts like me. You watch the whole thing. Yeah, it's uh, it, 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 there. There's no question at all. If you're out west, you you're at a disadvantage. And then your buddy Daryl won Coach of the Year, and Carl Connor of Winnipeg won the Lady Bing. Lady Bing, and and I won't go into the Lady Bing, but. Um, that should be uh, whoever gets uh, Winnipeg. Uh, I don't know who coach is going in there, but whoever gets in Winnipeg is going to have a pretty good team to work with. Well, Tim, tell us about Spread. Yes, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Spreads.ca. They're an online casino and sportsbook, and if you sign Canadian? up, yeah, they're Canadian. And if you sign up now and use the promo code Grapes, you'll match your deposit up to five hundred dollars. They'll uh, you get 10 spins on the big wheel. If you get three of your jackets, you get some big money. And your first sports bet, they'll spot you 25 bucks. And you can bet on the playoffs. The CFL starting up. You can bet on the CFL. Yeah. You can even bet on junior hockey. Junior hockey, when they start? You yeah. can, during the game. Yeah, you can bet during the game and all that stuff. So uh, they're, uh, they're And they've been very good to us. So uh, check out spreads.ca. Big game coming up between uh, uh, Hamilton Bulldogs and... Uh, Jay McKee, by the way, he looks like a coach back there. Well, they're talking. That's a lot of people are waiting that some of the coaching jobs that aren't being filled, he might they might be talking to him. He looks like a coach back there, big yeah. tall guy from Kingston too. And a defenseman, right? All defensemen make good coaches. Yeah, smart, smartest guy. <laughs> Anyhow, he looks like a pretty good uh, prospect coming up. He'll be in the National League someday. Yeah. So this is Sunday morning. They play uh, Winnigan on Monday, and uh, the winner plays the St. John Sea Dogs. That was the one thing a lot of people were upset at, that the home team always seems to get it into does, the finals. It does not. It should be like the old days, and I know they can't do it. I'll just tell you what the Barry Flyers did. We beat out the uh, St. Mike's, St. Michael's, and then they had a pretty good team. Then we beat out Marley's. Then we went traveled to uh, Quebec, and we beat the Citadels there. And then we get on a train and went out and played the St. Boniface Canadians. Now, that's the way it should be. What they do now is they do for, for television. Well, well, Hamilton got off to a rough start. I think yeah. they lost the first one or two games. Yeah, and uh, he brought them back. But I don't like the way it's made played now, but still, they have to play it for, for television. Yeah. And the one thing watching the things, there was some bad refereeing during the think regular season in the OHL, but the refs have been pretty good. Oh, the and refs they, been good. They're, they're better than the NHL refs, and the linesmen are better than the and NHL. the line and the linesmen. If you don't you don't try for a puck, they won't call it. I I really I really like the way the referees and the linesmen act in, in junior hockey. Okay. So, Dad, let's just quickly talk about your buddy Nazem Kadri gets the overtime winner in Game Four, I guess it was, but. There was too many men on the ice. There was too many men on the ice, and I hate to say it, 
Uh, he didn't get involved in the thing, but there was what, what was five seconds. There was five seconds. So somebody on the internet leaked a camera shot on the and on like of Colorado's bench. Yeah, and it was either from the mobile that was doing the game, or it was from the NHL's yeah. like, war room. And Cadre jumped on the ice, and it was you could a, a lazy five count before McKinnon got off. And Tim, I think that you're, you made a long time ago, you made a, an observation. You, this was your idea. You tell us about it. Well, I think they should put, say, like a, a red line three feet in front of the bench. Well, a little, little, three feet's a little too much. Well, two feet then. Yeah. And a player can't hop on until that other player's foot crosses that line. Right? Because sometimes you see them. Yeah. I have to laugh the first time I saw this. Was well, like... Like if you if you're a laser hockey player and you're you're in the other end, you just you just wave on the guy. Just lay you're you're twenty feet from the bench, and yeah. they won't call it. That was that's a Brett Hall special. That's a Brett Hall special. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to say that, but it was a Brett Hall. He'd special. be inside the blue line waving the guy on. The guy would jump on. Or he'd be on the other side of the red line. <laughs> but they never did, never called that one. But I think you're right. I think they should have that little box in front of the uh, uh, bench and. You can have one foot in there. They did. Well, there was too many men on the ice. So well, so tonight's the big game. So we'll see what happens. We'll talk about. Well, I guess next podcast. Yeah, we'll know who on the stand. Be all cup. over by then. So Dad, ESPN's doing a great documentary, and I think it's airing today. I don't know where it's airing in Canada, but I'm sure it'll air somewhere about the rivalry. Too violent. Too violent. Too violent for Canada. They'll have to put a warning. Uh, between the Colorado Avalanche and the Detroit Red Wings after uh, Claude Lemieux. Uh, hit Chris Draper from behind. Oh, and really, yeah, and really, and really did a number on He had to have plastic surgery on that one. Right. They had a fight afterwards that was unbelievable. They had a couple of big brawls after. Well, and Darren McCarty got Claude Lemieux. And, did he ever drill him, eh? Yeah. And um, so... Claude looked pretty good, though. It looks, looks, still looks pretty good. Yeah, well, it looks like a really... It, it really looks like a good documentary. And it it has like, interviews like Brendan Shanahan and Stevie Iserman and Patrick Wong. I like the one. I like the one that Lemieux was talking about and uh, Shanahan was talking about. Yeah. Shanahan said, you know, him and I were pretty good buddies. Uh, he named his uh, son Yeah, Brent, they played in New Brent. Jersey. And they played and, together. And Claude Lemieux named his son Brendan after Brendan Shanahan. So they were really... They're really close. So he, there was, but during the fight and everything, he Lemieux come up to uh, Shanahan and said, uh, come up to him and he said, uh, he says, you've never won a thing in your life. You're a fucking loser. <laughs> <laughs> Shanahan, like he couldn't believe he thought he was kidding. So but, Shanahan goes, so now he knew, okay, this is, what, this is what it was going to be. But you had a really good, Brendan Shanahan autographed a photo for you of him charging Patrick Wall. Oh yeah! Remember they were, remember they they collided during the big fight. So if you haven't seen it, Google it. Um, it's uh, Shanahan and Patrick Wall. But Patrick Wall come roaring out of the uh, crease to yeah. help Claude Lemieux, who was getting pummeled by McCarty. And so, so he should have. And Shanahan saw it, and he ran, and they jumped, and they oh, collided, yeah. collided in air. And Shanahan, I remember Shanahan autographed that picture for you. I and, and that was. But Shanahan, boy, when he played, he played tough, boy. He, I remember one time he crawled off the ice with a broken ankle. Remember? He yeah, blocked a shot. Blocked, blocked a shot and it broke his ankle. 
So it goes to saying, and I'm not picking on the Leafs, but why does he have a team like the Leafs? I was just thinking that. Yeah, I never thought <laughs> like, of that. You look, to me, Shanahan would love to have a team like Tampa. That like the Sorellis and the Pauls and the Hayes yeah. and uh, all the guys. And I don't understand it either myself. Shanahan was a tough Tough uh, player, Tough. and you never you hated to play against. Yeah, me and and uh, he could really throw him too. <laughs> but, but isn't that something? <laughs> Lemieux and the Mew. I remember him the, the Battle of the Blades when he was on. He was pretty good. He was pretty good too. Yeah. So people in the states that don't know what the Battle of the Blades was was they took retired hockey players. And, and paired them and, and paired them up with uh, figure skaters, female figure skaters, and then they they did the pairs and the hockey players were unbelievable. Yeah, like I like I could never have done that. I mean, Sydney, you remember Al Arbor and I doing it, but we didn't we didn't do a very good job. Yeah, you know that that Battle of the Blades really was uh, very entertaining, and I can you know it was long before that that I remember you and Al Arbor doing the ice capades uh, yeah. after a practice because you were watching the ice capades people coming in, and you were yeah, doing they your were twirl. sitting up in the stands yeah, watching. Yeah, you were doing your twirlettes and everything. But remember the one of the major uh, judges for the Battle of the Blades was so disheartened because he couldn't <laughs> believe how good Dick Button. No, Dick Button. It was I think Dick- it was yeah. Yeah, he was, he was saying, this is a disaster. This is a disaster. And I remember you saying, well, I think the hockey players are doing good. He goes, good. They're doing do good. That's a disaster for figure skating. <laughs> yeah. It's said, how quick they adapted yeah, to the, for the style and he everything. He says, they can do our job, but we can't do their <laughs> job. Uh, yes, exactly. And, yeah, and he was really good, too. And I don't know why they, they took But anyway, you were, the ju- you were going to be a judge. Oh yeah, and they had sort of like a green room had a with coffee hat on, I and a coffee and all this. So I knew that Claude Lemieux was one of the players that uh, was going to be on. I go, this is one of the first times you were going to meet him in person. But he had his wife and his kids all around. Do you remember that? I go, oh, this is going to be interesting to see. Yeah, he was nervous to, to see you meet him and everything. And remember the the kids, his kids all came up to you and were so excited to meet you and you were. Yeah, signing I was still everything. on television then. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, and. and and uh, I, I, I went in the, the room and the, all the wives and everybody. And Claude was pretty, he was friendly. And the kids could get in the autographs, but the wife boy, oh, she was not cool-y. too friendly. She no, was, no. Because you really gave it, a, not only before, during, and after that Draper thing, you were always I seem to be giving it to him all the time. You were well, always Because he used to dive. And, well, we should talk about one day, um, you're going to go on Chris Nyland's podcast, yeah. this thing, and... That Claude Lemieux started a big brawl in Philly uh, or in Montreal with Philadelphia because he kept shooting the puck in the net. Yeah, oh, that you was lie. him. Yeah. Oh, so we'll we'll talk about that figured. next week because yeah. that was that was crazy. That, and I knew about it, and I know I like, we got to go, but I knew about it. And Ron said, "Oh no, we have to tell the people up above." I said, "What are you nuts? We keep it from Coach's Corner." No, no, we have to. This is when he first started out, but that was a that was a brawl. We'll talk about it next week. Today is the last one, and it'll be a, it's a Bob Probert ride in Windsor. It's for the Cardiac West Wellness Program at the Hotel Du Healthcare. And this is their final year, and uh, Bob Bob was a, uh, you know he used to see him fighting everything and everything, and he was a tough guy and everything. But remember uh, Sylvia Picota t- told me the story that she took she took an hour and a half to take a picture of about his motorcycle, and then he. Something was wrong with the camera. Yeah. yeah. And she, oh, I have to go up and tell this to him. Said, she says, like, 
here's Bob Probert, the toughest guy. Like, you see him beating guys up on the ice. He was like. Now I have to go up and tell him he has to do it all over again. He said, no problem. Yeah. And then she said, afterwards, she t- he took out the crew and bought, uh, bought dinner with yeah. the crew and everything. Yeah. and uh, He was uh, at the Battle of the Blades. He, he was, was really and, good. And you know what? He, he worked all summer on using those funny blades that Figure they have. Skates. They have different blades than they do hockey players. Yeah, toe pick. Eh? They have a toe pick oh, well, at I, the front so that you get caught on all and the And then Ty Dommy comes and he says, I'm not wearing that many words. <laughs> and, and, and that's why Bob had a tough time, you know, switching back and forth. But um, he was a great guy, Bob Probert. And, uh, so, Dad, I know we're, we're talking about Bob Probert. And, and as they say, this is the 10th year they're doing their motorcycle ride. And Sylvia Bacota's photo is, the, is on the poster. Boy, he looks like a movie star, Probert. He does. Yeah. Oh, remember, remember he was on the, on, the, on the coach's corner, and I said, what's with your hair? He yeah. had a bad hair day. Bad hair day. So, but the one thing with Bob Probert we talked about, we did it, but I think telling the story again is Bob and, and uh, Troy oh, Crowder. Troy Crowder. I remember we were sitting watching the morning skate, and this great big tall guy come walking by in front of me. He was in New Jersey. Yeah, and he says, uh, "My name is Troy Crowder," and he says, "And I'm I'm going to beat up." And he said, "I'm going to be on the ice," and he said, "I'm going to beat up that Bob Probert." And, uh, and he was big. He was like oh. six four, two twenty. He or was something. a big guy, and I said, "Sure, sure, uh, sure." Yeah, you know, yeah. And I looked at the other guys like that. It's the punk said, "Danny's going to beat up Bob Probert." By the gall. Next week, I'll tell the story, all the, the whole story about going on like that. Troy Crowder did have a good fight with, uh, with Bob Probert, and I'll tell you about it next week.